The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio. How are we all doing today? Hope everything is going good. Hope everybody is having a great day. And, you know, once again, we start on the original sort of show that we do. We try to impart a little bit of knowledge to you, have a little bit of fun here every weekend or every week. It sort of seems like the weekend. Um, no, I'm not going to Delaware with Joe Biden this week. I figured I'd stick around and do the show for you. You know, I would love to spend my weekends in my hometown. In fact, I spend all my time in my hometown. But then again, I'm not president of the United States. You know, this week was a very interesting week. There was a lot of different things going on, a lot of moving balls, left, right, center, more left if you're on the Biden team. But we had a we had a situation this week that I thought was very interesting. For the first time in a very long time, Joe Biden, and I don't want to use the term presser because that implies that he actually understood what was going on and actually handled it. And the, the reality is, is that he did not handle that press conference. What that press conference was, was a prearranged stunt. I, I have never seen a president go and give a quote unquote press conference where he actually had the names of the people that he was calling ahead of time. And I'm betting that the questions were fed to him ahead of time also. So. One of the things that I took away, and I, I brought out the press briefing from the fact sheet of the president, and I use that term facts loosely because they took office one year ago, roughly, from today, and they said it was an unprecedented crisis, unprecedented crisis. You know, so what is defined as an unprecedented crisis? You have a president who, in his speech said, my first year was a success. Now, if you ask people in an insane asylum, how are they doing? They will usually tell you, I'm fine. I'm doing great. But what we have to do as a nation is really kind of assess what actually is going on in this country for a year. And again, most people say, listen, he's one guy. He cannot run the entire country and everything is not his fault in the world. I understand that. But there are things in this world that are his fault. And you have things, when you tell me, was it a success? In the military, you define success by whether or not you won the battle. It's quite clear. There's either a lot of dead soldiers on their part and they surrendered, or you ran, turned tail, like we did in Afghanistan. That was not a success. Okay. Anybody who thinks that is a success, who runs a military operation, should probably go do something else as a career. They should not be in the military. Because I can tell you, when you speak to people who are on the ground, that operation was not a success. But I'm getting a little bit off track here. So I wanted to understand what success was. So according to psychology today, success is defined as reaching a goal accomplishing a task, or otherwise accomplishing what they set out to do. Essentially, something is a success when the outcome turns out well, is desirable, or is favorable. 
Beyond that, the definition of success is a personal matter. So now you have to look at things and you have to say, okay, so I have success or I don't have success. So I went through the list of Joe Biden and I made some notes here and I basically came upon several of his claimed successes this year. So I'm going to go through it nice and easy. We'll take it slow and we'll see what happens here. So example one of the success, the Afghanistan surrender. So we spent $2 trillion in Afghanistan of American taxpayer dollars, not Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, but $2 million, $2 trillion of American taxpayer dollars to get this, replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Joe, I'm thinking not a success. Now, let's go to number two. All right. So number two, our southern border is closed and the earth is flat. Both are about the same on the credibility scale. So if you think from Mayorkas telling me that the border is closed when a thousand people a day are coming over the border, you need to be in the Joe Biden camp and you should continue to vote for Joe Biden until he's probably going to be dead 300 years, but the Democrats will still vote for him because that's the way they do this. Whether you're a dead voter or a live voter, you still vote Democratic. So I'm assuming that you could vote for the guy who's also dead because he's not running the country now anyway. We probably wouldn't notice. But they did trot him out for two hours, and I do give him credit for standing up there for two hours. So the third thing on the flat earth border, that southern border is so far open, if it were submarine, it would have sank days after it was put in the water. You can't do this. It's unsustainable to have two and a half million people who we don't know who are coming into this country come over the border. It's not a success. So that's number two. So now let's look at number three. So Joe Biden ran on some promises that he made, and he continued to keep those promises throughout the year. Not. How about uniting the company or dividing the company, the country? We are the country. Are we United as a country? Joe Biden promised us he'd unite the country. How's he doing on that? So let me see. The Republicans can't stand him. At least two senators and the Democrats, who will admit it, can't stand his policies. And again, I'm not saying you have to like the guy. Listen, I understand a lot of people didn't like Trump, but they loved his policies. So he needs to redesign his coattails, redesign his presentation. And you know what? The guy could be the president. So let's go to Joe. So he's divided the country, completely divided the country. It's not even close to being together. So that promise or that campaign promise was, quote unquote, a success, not. So now another biggie. This is one that's really a biggie for me. Crime. Crime is under control. Crime is not under control. For anyone who thinks crime is under control, you should go get yourself a new brain because the one you have is not working properly. Okay? There's something defective. How he doesn't mention in his speech the crime in this country is beyond reproach. That's a slap in the face to everyone who's died this year from criminal acts, everybody who's been shot, everybody who's been mugged, everybody who's been punched in the face just walking along the street. How do you not mention that in your speech? 
There's a problem in the administration, which I'll get to. They don't own anything. Nothing is their fault. They've done nothing because nothing is their fault. So you have a one-track mind in terms of crime. This train hasn't even gotten on the track. I, I will cover a lot of what I really am annoyed about with respect to crime in this country towards the end of the show. And it, there's a couple of cases this week that really got under my skin. That is a complete failure. So crime's not under control. Promise made, promise kept, not. So now let's go with the big, the big, you want to talk about big lies? Let's talk about the big lie. I'm going to shut down this virus, not the country. Okay. Well, how's that going, Joe? Well, you know, people will say, well, things change, things this, things that. Hey, I understand that. The virus is different. It's changed a little bit. It's changed a lot. The amount of people who have got vaccinated, holy moly. Think about it for a second. Biden comes into office with three vaccines. The only thing he has to do is figure out how to distribute them. And he can't figure out how to do that. And God forbid the guy should think two inches in front of his face. And I always talk about this on the show. This government is reactive, not proactive. And you cannot be successful if you are reactive. So what's going on now? Tests, tests. What's going on with the tests? He has no idea what's going on with the test. Kamala came out a week ago or two weeks ago and said, 500 million tests will be out next week. They're not out this week. They're not out next week. They may not even be out until February. So defeating COVID, unfortunately, and I mean this sincerely, Biden Biden has lost his mind. There's now approximately 1,500 people a day still dying from COVID. Where are all the COVID death significant facts all over the screen? CNN, MSNBC, what, they broke their death counter? Are they no longer counting deaths because the number's too high? Or are they too busy getting rid of some of their anchors because of sexual relationships in their own companies? Sexual harassment, not relationships. They'll call it what it is, not what they think it is. So you, you can't even, you can't claim that he's got COVID under control. And please don't give me the, it's changed, it's different. When Trump was in office, he had COVID-19. No one had a clue what was going on. Zero. The World Health Organization was useless. China wouldn't tell you what was going on. And to date, they haven't done it. Hey, Joe, let me tell you in a whisper. The Chinese are not going to tell you where that COVID came from them. We have done nothing to get China in line. And not to mention, we're giving them the Olympics. Great idea. Because I think right after the Olympics is when they're going to walk into Taiwan. So COVID is a complete disaster. And here's the problem. This is what started, and it did start under Trump, under Fauci, and it continued, and it continues to date. If you are the CDC or the NIH and you don't know something, please tell me you don't know. Don't tell me it's a defining moment in your life as if one and one is two and two and two is four. That's not the way to win my trust. If you lied to us and you continue to lie to us on a daily basis, hey, guess what? The United States government has cashed in all its credibility and they have nothing left with the American people. That's a sad case. That's a fact. So now, number six, success. Number five, COVID. And no, not a success, a disaster. So let's talk about inflation. 
Inflation. Oh, wait, that was transitory right up until it wasn't. Again, don't lie to me when I can see what's going on. So now, inflation up 7.2%, food 6.3%, apparel 5.8%, gas 49.6%, energy 29.3%. I got inflation under control, don't worry about it. No, no, it's not under control. It's completely out of control. A success? No. So now let's talk about what I believe is his biggest blunder. And I touched on it before. His biggest blunder yet to date was Afghanistan. And the build back broke. The alleged voting rights bill. All of these legislative intentions are missing the point. This is not what daily people are looking at in their lives. We don't care. Okay. We don't care about this stuff. If you're telling me on the one hand, that it's fair that the election was good for 2020. How are you now telling me that what took place in 2020, although it was fair and good and it worked, is broken now? How did it get broken? What happened to it? I don't know. Does anyone else know? No, because it's not broken. It's not broken. So when you tell me it's broken, I don't believe you. It's not true. It just doesn't happen. You know, voting rights, the bill is 118 pages. I've read it. It has really very little to do with voting rights. What it does have to do with a federal takeover. Forget about that dusty old document, the Constitution, that gives those rights to the states. Remember something. The Constitution is not a bill of rights for the federal government. It's a limitation of what federal government can do. So what I want to do is after this short break, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give you a little bit about the Afghanistan issue that really kind of gets under. We'll talk a little bit about foreign policy or the lack of foreign policy. Or when you stay tuned after the break, I want to call it the foreign policy of fools. So we'll be right back after this brief message. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality. You're listening to Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio, and thanks for listening. So right before the break, we were talking about some foreign policy. So let me just give you a, a little bit about 
you know, to understand where we are with foreign policy in this country, you have to know a little bit about the Democratic Party. So it's it's not a crack in the Democratic Party, per se, that's stopping up the plans. This is an out-of-control administration. It's a crack in the insanity of the Democratic Party. Democratic Party has completely gone off the rails. The sanity we were promised, the unity, the adults in the room to focus on health care, all gone. We were sold an advertising poster, and we bought the product only to get it home and find out it's defective. It's broken. It never worked to begin with. And the problem was we voted for a guy, Hyden Biden. He stood in his basement and stood and hid from the COVID-related injury. And guess what? We never knew what we were getting. You know, for 50 years as a senator, we really didn't know what he did, what he didn't do. He kind of laid back. But here's the problem. Let's talk about Afghanistan for a second. Afghanistan, that was a surrender. Don't ever call it a withdrawal. That was a surrender. We forget that Trump kept that entire country under control for 2,500 American troops. No Americans dead in 18 months before Joe Biden came on board. As soon as Biden administration comes in, all these wacko ideologues, 13 service members are dead. 13 American heroes, treasures. The entire country is in shambles. It's in a status of severe disorder. They have economic disorder. They have an economic disaster. They have a humanitarian disaster. They can't even feed themselves anymore. The entire country is now going to be a hotbed for terrorists again. Why don't we see this? This is straight up textbook stupidity, but yet we continue to do the same thing again. You can't leave a bunch of Taliban in charge of a country with $88 billion worth of American equipment and military power. It's just stupid, and we did it. So now let's get on our another fools for following. Let's let's talk about foreign policy for fools. I'll take 2,500 for foreign policies for fools. So let's not forget the Iranians. We are currently negotiating with the Iranians. That's like trying to argue with your two-year-old. You might as well, they are going to achieve nuclear power unless somebody else comes into command. This is so clear to me, and I don't know why we're not understanding this. The idiots who handled the Afghanistan surrender in the Biden administration are also the same idiots that are trying to negotiate with Iran. They're going to be as successful as a lead balloon in a swimming pool. It's going straight to the bottom. Iran's negotiations should be very, very simple. You're not getting a weapon, stop enriching uranium, or we're going to take you out. It's very simple. I know we don't like to do that, and I know we don't like to stick our noses in other people's businesses, although we're real bad at doing it to begin with. Let's not even go there, because it's not only this administration. It's been for years and years as we existed. Do we really want to be in the Middle East for the rest of our lives fighting a war that we never should have fought in the first place? Because idiots don't see the writing on the wall. If Iran gets nuclear weapons, that Middle East is done. It will become the hotbed for World War III. So moving along with that, you know, you want to, you want to try to figure out how we got to this point. So here's, here's the rundown. You know, they tried to call this press conference a speech. It was, it really wasn't a press conference. It was a speech. 
So they gave him all the numbers. They gave him all the people to call on. They gave him the questions. And he still screwed it up. He still screwed it up. And and that's, you know, when you put him out there like that, for all intents and purposes, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know is he was out there for two hours. And did things get better or did things get worse? I suggest and I submit to you, it is much worse. So you have China and the Taiwan twist. Okay. You have Ukraine. President Zelensky from the Ukraine. Okay. Tom Cotton, uh, he said something very interesting this morning. I believe he said it or last night. He said, surgeries are only minor if they happen to someone else. The fact that he gave Putin the minor incursion out is just bizarre to me. I, I, I just find it highly suspect that even the people who were feeding him the answers didn't understand that. And again, right after they heard, you know, they, they had to hear, clean up aisle three again. So Jen Psaki's out there. Everybody else is out there trying to clean up what Joe fumbled into. It's not Joe fumbling into it. It's that Joe doesn't understand what's going on. He just simply doesn't understand it. And, and we have to understand that as Americans. He's not the guy we thought he was. So right before the speech that he gave, we were able to, through the magic of electronics, the Secret Service was able to give us a uh, sort of, we were able to pick up with our magic microphone some thoughts that Joe Biden was having. And I see that that our operator here, if we can find the Joe Biden track right before he was talking, and let's see if we can tap into Joe Biden right now. Let's listen up. Joe, this is your captain speaking, and the rest of the voices in your head. heard a little bit about Joe's thought process right before what was going on. So he thinks in his mind, 
or the thoughts that are put into his mind that he's doing a good job. He's got a lot of things that he wants to get done. You know, I was glad that he did finally admit that they should have done the testing earlier, but admitting after the horses have left the barn that you should have closed the gate doesn't really change things. You're the president of the United States. You need to be aware of things ahead of time. You need to understand way before it happens. You need to anticipate these things. You know, they, they claim that the, by the end of the month, the at-home tests, listen, unfortunately, from what I understand, the at-home tests that they're sending to us are about 50% accurate. Okay? They're the rapid tests. So, let me ask you, how many of you out there would trust a condom that only works 50% of the time? Because that's the PCR test that our government is sending us. Okay? Again, the government believes you can be half pregnant. So, under the Joe Biden administration, if he gets half of what he thinks he's getting done, done, it'll be phenomenal. But that's not going to happen. So, he doesn't think he's overpromised. It's because he doesn't understand what he promised. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's what the problem is. Because I, I certainly can't understand it. If you think you're doing a good job and you're a complete failure, you know, they always used to say he's a legend in his own mind. I mean, that's something that you want to look at. But we went on. He was talking about the pricing issues. Ladies and gentlemen, the answer is inflation but let's not say inflation because it's the pricing issues so so far his speech was very well given but now here we go it's not our fault it's the joe biden hey we're not responsible we inherited it or hey we're not responsible it's someone else's job so what did he do on his speech inflation is that your job joe you're the president of the freaking united states nope it's the federal reserves problem We're pushing it off on them. Now he says it's apparently more important to pick someone for the Federal Reserve who is racially diverse, even though they have completely missed the point of inflation. Thank goodness we have a diversity instead of qualified person. You you can't make this stuff up. We have become a nation of flip-flop. We are completely upside down on what's important to us. And it goes all the way from the concept of inflation, the concept of the supply lines, the concept of crime. Everything is upside down. And this is your radical left. How do you get people like Cori Bush into Congress out of Missouri, the first congressional district? She is insane. She is exactly the people who we're fighting against. She hates America. She wants to defund the police while she hires nine security firms. Are you kidding me? Well, nine security personnel, not firms. She might need nine firms. These are the people we put in Congress. Tlaib, AOC. If you hate America, don't run for Congress or the Senate. Or more importantly, people of America. Don't vote for people who hate America. Listen, we are not a perfect nation. In order to form a more perfect nation, with the words. It doesn't say we are a more perfect nation. Okay? Liberty, the pursuit of happiness, remember all that? Okay. I know. It's an old document. But that's the basis of what America is about. Okay? So, so far in the Biden speech as we listen, the big flip-flop, now it's transitory, now it's not transitory. Listen, inflation is caused by stupidity in government management. 
he's telling you now it's a global problem, the supply chain. Listen, nothing promised, nothing delivered is one thing. It's a word salad. It's nothing more than a word salad. So now he's got a three-part plan. I'm sorry. Wasn't Pete Buttigieg in charge of fixing the supply chain? And didn't he already fix the supply chain? Because I remember him talking about it right before December, is he saved Christmas. Joe Biden single-handedly saved Christmas. Thank goodness. So then let me ask you something. Hey, Joe, why do you need a three-part plan to fix the supply chain if you already fixed it? Exactly. Because once again, you cast your lie to us, Jack, and it didn't, it bounced. Okay? We didn't accept your lie. You didn't fix it. You didn't do anything. You know, the shelves are 89% full. Give me a break. Obviously, he doesn't have a clue. He doesn't go out shopping. Nothing. You know, and then during the speech again, he took the opportunity, of course, to hawk his Build Back Better plan, or as I like to call it, Build Back Broke. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work, folks. You can't do that. You know, rather than focus on things that are important to people in the United States, the government, and I'll blame both sides on this one, the Republicans and the Democrats have both lost sight of what America needs. What does America need? We need health care that we can afford. You know what? I pay 1200 bucks a month. And every time I go see another doctor or I go see somebody who's a healthcare provider, guess what? I pay some more money out of my pile. It's out of my pocket every time. So who are you giving this healthcare to? The illegal aliens. You're giving it to them for free. How come I don't get it for free? You know what? Maybe what I should do is renounce my citizenship and then come in through the southern border. I get free housing, free food, and free healthcare. What a great deal. And I don't have to work. And if I do work, I'll get it in cash. I put it in my pocket because I'm not going to pay taxes either. I'm not a citizen. So now I understand he's talking about lowering energy prices. Now, I'm a big fan of that. I go to the gas station. I fill up almost five bucks a gallon. Although actually now it's down from that, you know, almost five bucks. It's now down to about three sixty nine, three seventy nine. That's not bad. Anything under four dollars, right, Joe? Beautiful. Now forget about the two bucks. Under Trump, it wasn't important. So you're looking at it, and you're saying, "Do you really think Americans have the brain power of a frog or pencil erasers, Joe?" You know the numbers are not down; the numbers are up. And we'll come right back after this brief message, and I'll see you on the other side. We're going to talk about raising the number of IRS agents. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes. That's Q-U-I-K Stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy, 
or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark from America's Web Radio. So right before the break, we were going to talk about the IRS, the Build Back Better plan. It's going to make America better. Hmm, where have I heard that before? So I have one real serious question. Anyone making under $400,000 is not going to pay a penny more in taxes. Okay. So can someone explain to me why you need another 80,000 IRS agents if you're not going to chase the American people for every last dollar that they make? You know, they used to have a, a simplified tax form, and I saw it several times when I was younger. It used to say, very simple, it was very, very simple. Three questions on it. And you fill out your taxes, you send it in. It said, what did you make? And the second question said, what did you spend? And the third thing said, send the rest in. So now, here's my question. Every last penny of this money is coming out of your pocket. When you take money out of someone's pocket, you got to give it to someone else, someone who doesn't deserve it, someone who's not working, someone who doesn't care to work. You know, that we were talking about with AOC, the minimum income. Are you kidding me? How about a minimum job? All right. When you get up in the morning and you go somewhere to a job, it gives you a sense of purpose. Gives you, it's more than a job. And this is what these eggheads in the Biden administration don't understand. And I blame, first of all, the Republicans stink at messaging, and they really better get their act together. Conservatives in this country need to prod the Republicans and push them into, what did you do? You know, Biden asked a really interesting question. He said, what does Mitch stand for, Mitch O'Connell? Okay, what does he stand for? They're the, the, I see the writing on the wall already in the speech. Joe is turning this around, and it, listen, it's a great strategy. They are going to make us the do-nothing Republicans. That's what they're going to do, is they're going to turn around and they're going to say the Republicans won't let us do anything. We can't get it done. So Mitch McConnell, who's allegedly a really smart negotiator, a really smart guy, was given the opportunity in an interview to come out and say, here's what we stand for. But what does he do? He doesn't do anything. Well, let me tell you, where should the... Where should the Republicans stand? Really, seriously, where should the Republicans stand? Should they stand on the middle? Should they stand on the left? Should they stand on the right? You know, it's very simple. They need to understand. One, crime. Two, voting rights. Leave it alone. It's a state's rights issue. It's nothing. You don't make it. You need to get inflation under control. Inflation. Get it under control and stop giving foreign powers rights to go invade other countries. That's just insanity. I, I just don't see it happening. I, I, you know, you sit there and you say to yourself, how can this guy think about giving Russia the right to go into Ukraine with a minor incursion? And again, we talked about it earlier. Clean up aisle three. It doesn't make any sense. It's out of control, and he just doesn't see it because he doesn't understand things. So now, what is the Senate trying to do? 
So now the Biden administration is trying to blow up the Senate. Well, why is that? The Senate filibuster was put in there. So let me let me give you a little bit of what this, you know, people say, what's the filibuster? How many times can you say it? How many times can you say it? How many times can you say it? What's the filibuster? It's a Senate tradition of unlimited debate that has allowed for the use of what's called the filibuster, a loosely defined term for actions designed to prolong debate and delay or prevent a vote on the bill, a resolution, amendment, or other debatable question. So under the current Senate rules, my understanding is any modifications or limitations of the filibuster would be a rule change in and of itself and could be filibustered. Yes, the chicken or the egg. With two-thirds of the senators present voting, as opposed to the normal three-fifths of the sworn-in, needing to vote to break the filibuster. But here's the problem. Why do you think they put the filibuster in? It's because if one party has 50 votes and a vice president, which is the Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, however she wants to say her name this week, they can do anything they want. And that's the problem. The, the founding fathers of this country understood and knew the process of negotiation. They formed this country. Imagine we can't even get together after being united all these years and do the right thing for people. One nation. We can't do it. If you take away that ability to stop idiots from running the country, and listen... I grant you there are 28% of the people in this country who think that Joe Biden's doing a great job. I'm not concerned about the rest of the people in the country. I'm concerned about what kind of moron thinks Joe Biden's doing a good job. That's what I'm concerned about. Those are the people that worry me. Because you put these people in a car and they're maniacs. You put them in the voting booth and they're idiots. The two coincide. So... What are you doing here? Why are you trying to blow up the voting rights bill? Well, you're not trying to blow up, I should say, the filibuster, not the voting rights bill. And that gets me to the next point. So the voting rights bill, unfortunately, it's being sold to you as the voting rights bill. It really has nothing to do with the voting rights. What this bill does is this gives the federal government the ability to steal elections. Let me say it again. The voting rights bill gives the federal government the ability to steal elections. Now, why is that? You say that doesn't make any sense. Here's why it makes sense. The 2020 elections, which Donald Trump, former president, obviously, thought was stolen from him, the election. That was sacrament. That was a sacred vow that you should never come up to do that. You can't claim that the elections weren't fair because then you're a heretic. We should burn you at the stake. We should just take you out and shoot you in the middle of the farm field because that's anti-American. So here's the question. I have not heard anything about Stacey Abrams being anti-American nor have I heard anything about Stacey Abrams being a racist. Because if you're against this voting rights bill, you're a racist. But if you challenge the elections that are fair and clean and fair and adequate, because obviously, listen, Barack Obama was voted in twice. Joe Biden was voted in, apparently, maybe, maybe not. But the proof is gone. 
So we'll leave that alone. But the question being is, what did you do in 2020 that was different, that gave the Democrats the ability to kind of skew things, gave the legislatures and the states things that they should not have done, gave people that they were elected officials, changed the rules in Pennsylvania, when only the legislature, according to the Pennsylvania Constitution, can do that. But you know what? The court looked at it and said, we're not getting involved in this. Forget it. No, we're all good. Now, whatever happened, happened. Too late now. So it's either good or it's not good. If the election was no good, then guess what? Joe Biden's not the president. And Trump was right. But if the elections were fair, then why are you jumping up and down like your hair's on fire? Listen. The elections under federal control will be a complete disaster. It will be something that we will woo the day that it ever happened. It's only fair that the Democrats want to get rid of the filibuster now, that they want to change voting now, because they are in power now, and they are deathly afraid of the Republicans being in power. Think about it for a second. If the Republicans smash the Democrats next year, The Republicans are in charge without a filibuster. Yeah, let me say it again. Republicans in charge without a filibuster. They could devastate the Democratic Party. So quite frankly, listen, I don't want America to become a banana republic. Okay, I like their clothing, but not America should not become a banana republican. You just listen, we're a democratic republic. We were set up that way. That's the way we've sustained ourselves. If you can't negotiate with Washington back and forth, and we understood that there's gridlock, there was a purpose for the gridlock. It's so that one party wouldn't rule one party. China has that. North Korea has that. Cuba has that. Do I need to go on? You get the point. Okay. One party rule is really bad, but that's what the Democrats want because they now are in, in, Power, and that's all about it. It's just about power grab. It has nothing else to do with anything other than the power grab. Look at the lunatics we put in to Congress. Cori Bush, she's crazy. AOC, she's about as qualified as my pencil eraser. Rashida Tlaib, look at your squad. You know why? They've been really quiet. You know why? Because Joe Biden promised them the moon, and he's not delivering anything. He's trying to. I give credit for it. Bottom line is, you can't have it both ways. You just can't have it both ways when you're doing it. Either the elections don't work or they do work. If they don't work, then Joe Biden's not the president. So do not federalize the elections. Call in your congressmen. Call your senators. Let them know that this is wrong. This is a bad thing. This is trashing the Constitution and turning this country inside out. I said earlier, this country's flipping upside down right now. It's out of control. And it really needs to be cleaned up. You know, if you let it get out of control, you're going to rue the day and you will suffer the consequences. So what I, what we were able to do is right before Kamala Harris went into her interview, we were able to tap into her brainwaves just the way we did with our electronic equipment. And we were able to listen to Kamala's thought process a little bit during the interview that she gave. So with the great legendary Dave, if you could play that brief 
track for me, track two. So now we've heard a little bit about how Kamala was thinking during her interview and her famous laugh. But here's what's more important. This woman is a half a heartbeat away from the presidency. And she doesn't have a clue what's going on. Now, I don't know if that's by design. I mean, distance yourself from the sinking ship, jump. You know, rats even know when to jump off a ship. And that's that's the question I always have. What do you do when it comes to the ship that's sinking? Do you jump off or do you stay on board and start to paddle like crazy and keep bailing? It's just sad to see something like that. You know, she got so angry in her interview. When Kamala Harris says, let me be clear, you can pretty much understand she's not been clear. She will never be clear. She's about as clear as Joe Biden. Listen. Teleprompters are wonderful. And I sure wish that Donald Trump had used one. That would have really helped them. Somebody would have kept him a little bit under control. But you know what? Just as Joe's trying to reinvent himself, he's going to give it another shot. He's going to let you know what's going on in life. But here's what we have to do. Here's what we really got to focus on. You know, the last block here is my crime block. Okay. Crime is no longer in control. Crime is completely out of control. You know, there's a couple of cases that I pulled out of the news this this week, and it was pretty sad. You know, after the break, what I'm going to do is pull up some of these little statistics for you, and we'll go through them real quick, but not to diminish the problem. The problem has been nobody is paying attention to it. And that's where everything falls apart. If you're not paying attention to crime, it will get out of control completely. And by doing that, you're ruining cities, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Baltimore. I can go on to all the blue cities and you can see what the statistics are. But I'll cover that right after this. Stick with me. We'll be on the crime stats in a few minutes. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us 
every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Welcome to, again, for our final hour. Actually, it sounds, seems like an hour, but it's the end of our program almost, with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio. So right before the break, we were talking about crime. So let me get jump right into it because we have a lot to cover here. You know, this country cannot sustain, it cannot sustain, I should say, law and order, or law and orderless. The lawlessness, the criminal activity that's going on now is absolutely stunning. And I, I pulled a couple of headlines out this week. And for instance, in LA, furniture store. Okay. Brianna Kupfer, 24 year old grad student. She was working in an L.A. upscale furniture store for absolutely no reason on this planet that anyone can give to me. This girl was stabbed and left for dead in this store by a dirtbag, a complete dirtbag who was later caught in a Pasadena, California bus station. This dirtbag had a 10-year record he had bail set. He skipped bail from coast to coast, from one coast all the way back to California. This guy, he was out. The system is not broken. The system is shattered. Okay. We need to get this under control. This guy, Laval, Sean Laval Smith. How does this guy actually be breathing? How is he? My understanding was is that he was accused because remember these are all accusations until the jury convicts him. He was accused of firing a flare gun into a car with a child and another person. And guess what? He gets out. It's okay. You're the criminal. You're just insane. You should be out on the street to do other dumb things so that you can kill some more people and injure some more people. The guy was caught red-handed with stolen material, okay? And I believe it was from a Home Depot, and Gascon let him out. He failed to prosecute him, okay? So let me ask you something. Let's put this on the other shoe, all right? Let's put that uh, foot in the other shoe. Gascon prosecutes this guy. He spends time in jail, and God knows he should spend... Listen, there are people on the streets... Trust me on this. That do not deserve to be in society. You're not going to rehabilitate them. You're not going to change them for one second. The only way to take care of them is to take them out of society. You have one of three ways to do that. You, A, can either kill them. B, you put them in jail for life. Okay? It's a lot more cost-effective to just whack them. All right? And I can tell you this much. I, I listened to the father of Brianna. And and listen, I'm the last guy to criticize someone in a period of grief. But I got to tell you something. The method that he used to tell me that his daughter, who just got killed for no reason, just beginning her life, 
who was killed for no reason whatsoever, the guy almost had sympathy for this guy Smith. And that really, that, that touched me in a way that I can't even explain. That bothered me. Because in some ways, this permissive attitude of the society that we live in, the global society, that's the problem. You cannot take a crazed dog and train them. If you have a wild animal, you cannot train them. Yes, you can keep them under control for a few minutes, but at some point they're going to lunge at you and rip your freaking throat out. And guess what happened? This girl loses her life because we have a bunch of idiot district attorneys in this country. We have these guys who are inserted by George Soros and for no reason whatsoever lets a guy like that out. So now let's go head over to New York City. Yeah, another beautiful city used to be. New York City. Hundreds attending a candlelight vigil on Tuesday. Excuse me. How many candlelight vigils do you have to attend? A 40-year-old woman by the name of Michelle Goh was pushed off the subway onto a moving train, was killed instantly on the Upper West Side. I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 sorry. She lived on the Upper West Side. It was in Times Square. At 9.30 in the morning, 9.30 in the morning, she's standing on the subway platform and somebody pushed her off and killed her. I'm sorry. This guy, 61-year-old, this guy's name is Simone Marshall, allegedly did this. Okay, He was arrested. And guess what? As he's being hauled off during the perp walk, he says, yeah, I did it. So he admitted to doing it. Why is he still here? Because we've got to give him a trial, right? On the way out of the precinct, he says, I did it. Case closed. Why are we wasting time on this human trash? Okay. No worries here, right? Eh, we got this under control. Alvin Bragg, our Manhattan DA. We're not going to prosecute anybody. We're not going to prosecute anything. We don't want anyone to do any jail time. Dude, you're a district attorney. You don't write the laws. You are the guy who's supposed to put these people in jail. So let's, you know, from 1993 to 1998 in New York City, Mayor Giuliani, okay, ready for this? Overall crime down 49.3%. Murders down 69.3%. Shootings down 66.3%. Robbery down 54.9%. Auto thefts down from 59.3%. Hey, Alvin, getting any clue yet? Broken windows policing works. Enforcement works. Jail time works. If it doesn't rehabilitate them because they're spending time in jail, they're not on the streets committing other crime. Now, again, an 11-month-old baby was shot in the face the other day in New York City while sitting in a car. Why? Stray bullets. Some guy running down the street shoots the kid in the face, was in critical condition. What part of this are we not getting as a society? If we elect these people who are going to let you die, then you should not vote. I'm sorry. You know what? They let 800,000 illegal aliens vote in New York City. This is what you're going to get. Do you want to live in a society where when you walk out on the street, you're going to get killed? Do you want to do that? And I'll tell you, it's not only that. The other problem is our federal government is out of its mind. Look at the FBI. The FBI used to be the premier law enforcement agency in the world. But yet, when they took the hostages at that temple, okay, they took the, the hostages at the temple 
This guy, Malik Faisal Akram, all right, last Saturday, hostage, Collierville, Texas. It wasn't related to anti-Semitism. An embarrassing moment for the country, not only the FBI, but then they were forced to take it back. Why? Because it was stupid. Because what they said was insensitive. It was moronic. It was crap. They don't give a crap. I, I got to tell you, I don't give a crap about giving police officers and FBI agents and soldiers diversity training and sensitivity training. What I care about is that they're deadly, that they can control crime. You know, we're never going to fix this country if we're stuck on stupid. It doesn't make any sense to be stuck on stupid. Think about it. Think about where we're headed. If you are allowing criminals to get away with crimes and crimes are no longer illegal, what message does that send to these people? And yeah, I do get annoyed. And yeah, I get excited about that. Because you know what? That hits me when I have my daughters walk along a subway track. When they're going to wait for that subway train, I want to make sure that they're safe. I don't want some knucklehead who some idiot who got elected the DA, whose job it is to prosecute them, says, nah, he's not a bad guy. Let's get him go. Let him go. He's fine. Until he comes and he shoots somebody. Until he comes and he kills somebody. And again, back to Joe Biden. How do you not put that in your giant speech? How do you not do that? You know, a delusional government is not a good government. A delusional government is a government that needs to be changed. Hopefully in 2022, and hopefully now, you guys will start to pay attention. You know, this world is spinning out of control, and it's only being helped by the major left lunacy. We need to take it back. So we're going to wrap it up right now. Thank you for listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. Have yourselves a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.